Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. Today is Sunday, April 23rd in the year 2023, and I, Deb McBride, am recording from beautiful Escazú, Costa Rica. And I had to keep reminding myself while I was looking at my calendar that this indeed is April 23rd, (laughs) and that we are now entering the last full week of April. Because next Sunday, when I meet you on this podcast, it will be the 30th, and we'll be talking about the first week of May. Can you believe it? I cannot. It just seems like moments ago that we were in January, and we were talking about this, you know, time when it wasn't really the new year yet. Well, we have just experienced the beginning of the first retrograde in the new year, and that was the retrograde of Mercury, which started on Friday in the wee hours of the morning in my time zone. And if you listened to me last week, you know that I spoke about Mercury retrograde and that it is in Taurus. And as we have discussed about Taurus many, many times, is that it is a sign of finance, security, money. It's a, it's a second house energy because Taurus naturally rules the second house. And the second house is about your self-value, what skills you have that you can turn into money in the world. Taurus is very material. It is the earthiest of all the earth signs. So the earth signs deal with the material world as opposed to Pisces, which is a water sign and deals with the ethereal. And um, Taurus is very much about being with your feet on the ground, having the roof over your head, knowing there's food on the table, money in the bank, all the bases are covered, the four corners of the earth are yours, and there is a practicality and a rhythm to the financial and sustainable part of your life, okay? So, now remember what I said... Remember what I said, because Mercury went retrograde at 15 degrees Taurus. And remember, I was talking about 15 degrees Taurus over these last months, because we saw we saw Uranus go direct at 15 degrees Taurus. We watched an eclipse last year at 15 degrees Taurus. We are having an, a lunar eclipse, the second part of the eclipse we just had. And that is on Friday, May 5th, where the full moon is in Scorpio, but the sun will be at 15 degrees of Taurus. And what does that mean? That means it's smack in the middle of the sign. And it also means that that is the cardinal axis, like I said. Now, the cardinal axis, if you remember, is a point of, it could be considered fame or notoriety or something that is in the world that we hear about. That's why we say fame and celebrity, because Anybody who's got a lot of planets on the cardinal axis, which is one of the points is 15 degrees of fixed, which is 15 degrees of Taurus, one of them. Um, That is a place where things happen that we hear about in the papers and on social media and stuff. Okay, like there's a thing, there's there's an event, you know, and those things reach that point. So sometimes if we have eclipses, at those points, we have Mercury retrogrades at those points. It just seems to be news heavy. And maybe there's a person in the news who keeps repeating in the news, like a celebrity, something's going on, they're getting a divorce or something like that, you know, one of those things. Um, however, 
the thing that is very important here and that I want to tell people is that the Mercury retrograde is happening in Taurus. So it's not backing up into Aries. It's in Taurus the whole time. And so when we have retrogrades, remember, we step back. We step back and we don't look at, um, you know, moving forward at a quick rate. That doesn't work during a Mercury retrograde. It asks us to take a step inward and, you know, I always say go within, but it asks us to look at what we can review financially and, and how we are mentally around our finances, around energies of lack, right? So Mercury in retrograde in Taurus is asking us to take a step back and look at all those energies. But, but the eclipse that's happening is also happening at that same point. There's a, there's a part of the eclipse that happens at that same point. But what's also important here is what happens in May. And we're not in May yet, but like I just said, May's around the corner, right? What's going to happen in May is that our friend Jupiter is going to leave the sign of Aries and it is going to go into Taurus. Um, and that happens on the 16th of May. Now, this is interesting because Mercury goes direct on the 14th. It's still in Taurus. It's not at 15 Taurus, but it's still in Taurus. And Jupiter is going into Taurus. And that means there's all this activity around Taurus, okay? So right now it's, you know, Taurus season, which means the sun is in Taurus and Mercury is in Taurus and Uranus, the outer planet, is in Taurus. And then Jupiter is going to go into Taurus. Now, obviously, obviously, we go into Gemini season later on in May and the sun will leave, the sun will leave Taurus and go into Gemini. But what I want everyone to pay attention to is that, and here is, here's a little secret, the work that you do during the Mercury retrograde in the sign of Taurus, meaning about your finances, about your security, about what feels secure and uh, abundant to you. Taurus is about abundance too. And, and Jupiter is the planet of abundance going into a sign of abundance. But Taurus is the abundance of mother nature. Mother nature is abundant. She comes back. We cut back a plant. It grows back. We cut them back so that they grow in a more pretty way, right? We cut them back so that they aren't poking us in the eye when we walk into the garden like I do when I've got a, th a thorn sticking in my hand, <laughs> okay, from the bourguignonvillea tree, right? Okay, what happens is with the abundance of Taurus, we have to step back and take patience, patience because Taurus is a patient sign, and we look at all of these things that are brewing in our consciousness around lack, scarcity, not having, non-abundance versus abundance and fertility, which is very Taurian. And t fertility is about Taurus, you know, too. It's a very, you know fertile sign it's spring but it's also fertility's abundance you're having a baby it's you know you're fertile the plants are fertile the earth is fertile everything's fertile right fertility and so we are stepping back into this mercury retrograde finding answers finding questions about our own perceptions around abundance and lack okay why 
it's important to do this now is because by the time Mercury goes direct on the 14th of May, which is a few Sundays from now, that Jupiter is going to go into Taurus two days later. In order to, and I can sit here and say to you, wow, that's great. Jupiter and Taurus is abundant and everybody's sitting waiting for that abundance, right? Oh, good. But Jupiter's going to go into Taurus and all's going to be okay. If you don't do the work that Mercury retrograde is asking you to do, Jupiter and Taurus is not going to be abundant. Jupiter and Taurus is like, man, I have a lot of work to do and I got to scratch my head and I've got to figure out how I'm going to make my finances work out this season and this year and blah, 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 because you haven't done the inner work that Mercury retrograde is asking you to do. So this came to me the other day and I'm like, I really have to talk about this when I do my podcast because it's important to recognize a, a place when we can do the work and see results. Now, Jupiter is going to be in Taurus for about a year. And so that's a good thing. We like that. That means a whole year of this. And and for those of you who are uh, Taurus people, you this is good. This is, a, but it's expansion and abundance but expansion isn't always comfortable it's like it's called stretching yourself so what you may uncover during the mercury retrograde may be okay well i've got to stretch myself in these three places in order to not feel lack anymore and those are uncomfortable places and that's often what jupiter asks us to do so we've got a few more weeks of jupiter in aries and then it's going to go into taurus for a year and it's going to give us a whole new perspective on what it means to be abundant and what it means to be fertile and those good things. And juicy, you know, the earth is juicy this time of year. It's raining. It's fertile. It's just starting to rain here. We had a little rain today, a little rain yesterday. Not so much. I still had to water my garden, you know. But I planted, I planted some things. I transplanted some things. And I put beautiful pictures of my flowers on Instagram today. If you want to look at my stories, I have my beautiful flowers that are blooming. Anyway, flowers, Taurus, Earth, Mother Earth, nature. This is all very, very wise to pay attention to. You know, nature, we got to look at nature for examples. We have to look at nature and tap into nature and see the examples that she gives us. Nature tells a story. And she tells this story at this time of year, wherever you live. So whatever that story is that you know happens in April. But what the point is that I'm trying to make is the eclipse is connected to the Mercury retrograde, okay? The Jupiter going into Taurus is connected to the Mercury retrograde. Everything that's going on in that corner of the zodiac is all connected, okay? So we're in a big place about money, finance, my money, your money, our money, because this second eclipse is the moon is in Scorpio, the sun is in Taurus. Scorpio is the sign of our resources. It's the resources you have with another, whether it's a business partner, a, a life partner, a bank account with other people, resources, pooled resources, okay? So it's our money, your money. And Taurus is more or less, like I said, second house, whereas the opposite sign, Scorpio, is eighth house. That's our money, eighth house, my money, second house, okay? These, these financial relationships are ones that we're paying attention to right now. That doesn't mean, oh my God, we're all going broke. No, that doesn't mean we all should be worried. No, it means it's giving us the opportunity to look at these things. And 
I want everyone to be in a good place relative to their finances just because eclipses come and they raise worries because they bring emotions to the table. So what signs are they in? They're in signs around money. And so inevitably, our, our financial security gets questioned and then we go to what did I do or what can I do? And this is what I mean about stepping back, looking at your finance world and not like sitting back and doing your QuickBooks. <laughs> That's a good thing to do. But I mean, your internal feelings about being abundant and how you feel about money. If you came to my workshop, well, it was a masterclass a couple weeks ago. I did how to be a goddess in a masculine world. And if you would like that... I did talk about money and I did talk about the energy and the vibration of money, which is feminine. Money itself, the act of making money is masculine. Money itself is feminine. So I recommend that you, if you'd like some more information about all of that, you uh, buy the video recording. It was very entertaining. Many people really enjoyed it. I have had good response to it. I would love for you to purchase this masterclass at $77 and you can uh, contact me about it or you can go to my goldenastrologer.com website, book online, and it's in that list of available things to purchase. Anyway, that's a commercial, right? So, um, but the money, the money is feminine. Money wants to be spent on desires. Needs and desires are two different things. Um, so, you know, we have to address these things while we are in these time periods. What feels good to you? Where do you feel good spending your money? Where do you feel good putting your money, investing your money? But those are more material world questions as opposed to how do you really feel about money? And you, everybody say, oh, I like money. Money's great. Yeah. But how do you really feel about money? What does money do? Do you get upset when you have to deal with money? Do you hate money? And I mean, nobody hates, hates money, but it's like, oh God, money makes me anxious. You know, those kinds of things. That's what I mean. Does writing checks to pay bills make you anxious? Do you feel like you need to recognize some patterns around money? Maybe, you know, you spend it like water. You make a lot and you spend a lot. And then you go, oh, yeah, man, where did it all go? That's, that's a money thing, too. So this now, Mercury Retrograde, is a good time to really review those things and clean up the energies around money. And we don't, we don't normally think of it that way. We often think of, well, let me balance my checkbook. Let me uh, unsubscribe from these, like, media things that I pay $10 a month for. Let me stop doing this, cut back expenses here. Yeah, those are good things to do. But I really want internal experience of how you feel. And it's it's probably from someplace in your life, your parents, uh, your partner, however you're trained to handle these things. We have very different relationships with money. We have lots of different relationships with money. So be with your money, love your money, tell money you love it, say money, please come to me, I haven't seen you in a long time. You know, that's that's the way of coaxing money, romancing money to come be with you. That's the feminine part of money. But we also want to look at however our real deep feelings are about it that, that are ingrained in us. And sometimes, you know, I'm going to say there could be past life issues around money, there's things where we need to address them. And all of this stuff, this second eclipse, 
all of this stuff in Taurus and then Jupiter going there is going to expand our awareness and expand our understanding of it. And if you can get a really good grip and understand your energetics around money and correct whatever needs to be corrected, then you're doing really well. Then you will do really well and be okay with things. Okay, so it's a little slow with business this week. All right, so maybe next week it'll be better. Maybe next month it'll be better. But but really address what is keeping it stagnant and what's keeping it slow, okay? Also, healing the relationship with the masculine. And I know I said money's feminine. Money itself is feminine. But healing the relationship with the masculine, the ability to go out and make money, Sometimes if you grow up and you don't have a strong male figure in your life who maybe led the way for that or showed you those things, you don't just, that that stuff doesn't grow out of your brain. You have to get some practical advice with those things. And if you didn't grow up with that, then oftentimes your relationship with the masculine is what's affecting the money. So... My suggestion is take a look at all of that while we are in this Mercury retrograde. It's valuable, valuable to look at these things. Okay, so now onward to other topics. This week we have um, some interesting dynamics. So Tuesday the 25th, the sun in Taurus is going to make a nice relationship to Saturn in Pisces. So that's stability and structure. And at the same time, Venus in Gemini is going to make a good relationship to Chiron in Aries, which is we are addressing our wounds from a very healthy place, okay, and a thoughtful place. Then we have Mars in Cancer making a challenge to Chiron in Aries on the 27th, which is uh, Thursday. And so that's a little more of a uh, being, it's prickly. (laughs) let's just say it's prickly okay that's a little more i'm not going to sugarcoat it that's prickly chiron is always where we've been wounded okay or we are experiencing our wound and chiron in aries is always about the i can stand on my own two feet independently in my own self and be comfortable not people pleasing And that Aries Chiron asks us to not people please and to be comfortable in our own skin, in ourself, in our own independence and our soul opinions of things that, you know, as long as we're okay with them, we don't waver based on what somebody else thinks or tells us we should think. Mars coming in to challenge that and Mars being... Mars being the planet that rules the sign that Chiron is in, there's some duality here and there's some dynamics here that we are going to pass through. Sometimes there'll be more emotional uh, misgivings during this time and, and looking at wounds because the emotional component of cancer where Mars is residing right now is definitely something that is going to bring up maybe familial things about having your own soul opinion, etc. Those those are really strong vibes when we get this challenge from Mars to Chiron. So just be with that, be present with it, understand it, okay? Then we go into Saturday when Mars on the 29th is in a very nice relationship with Uranus and Taurus. So this is good. This is good. And remember last August 1st when Mars conjunct Uranus 
in Taurus and it was really intense. And I think that that was, I heard a lot of stuff happen to people at that time. I know energies came forward for me that were uncomfortable. And I think that people did not necessarily, and that was in Taurus, that was before the whole Gemini retrograde things for Mars, but I remember what that felt like. And I remember talking to people and people went through stuff at that time in August and it was hard. And a lot of people told me stories about how they were having a really hard time at that moment. And that's, it's a little bit of a, an angry, but maybe a little rough energy, but chaotic energy, but a like, oh my God, energy, what am I doing? You know, Mars is ambition. Taurus is money. <laughs> Uranus, Uranus was there to like bring some awareness to Mars. Like what direction are you going in and what are you doing? And aren't you supposed to be course correcting at this moment? And so Mars, Uranus was rough last August. And I think that people did not necessarily recover easily from that. And I think that energy was still hanging in the air as we went later in August when Mars went into Gemini three weeks later. I really feel like now is the opportunity to smooth that over while Mars is sextiling Uranus. We can look back at it and say, what did I learn? Where did I go from there? What happened since then? And am I satisfied with my progress and what I've achieved since last August? And so that's an important one. That's an important one. The only thing that I would say is don't be hard on yourself, especially when Mars is squaring Chiron on Thursday, even though this other thing is happening Saturday, as it's getting geared up to do that nice aspect on Saturday, we are getting Mars to Chiron um, first. So just be gentle with yourself and kind to yourself. And if you need some extra time to be with yourself or lick your wounds, do that. Do that this week. It's very important, very important. And we want to be very aware of how these things um, surface, okay, in our lives and watch the energies this week. And then this week, we are also in the background at the station of Pluto. So Pluto is going to retrograde on Monday, the 1st of May. And that's not for another week, you know, tomorrow, it'll be a week from tomorrow. And remember what I just said, we started the first Mercury retrograde, we started the first beginning of the retrograde season on Friday when Mercury went retrograde. And this is the first time a planet went retrograde, initiating the retrograde in this year. The, the retrogrades we had at the beginning of the year were left over from last year, and that's why I said we're not moving forward to later on in January. Now we're looking at Pluto, the first outer planet to go retrograde this year. And so Pluto always goes around this time of year, and this time it's going to be May. It's actually in May. And it's important to recognize this because remember what I've been saying. Pluto was in Capricorn for many years. It stepped into Aquarius on March 23rd. It's only in the very beginning moments of Aquarius and now it's going to go retrograde in Aquarius. This is the first Pluto retrograde in Aquarius. This will occur on May 1st. And, and... It's going to, by the middle of June, go back into Capricorn, okay? So this stint in Aquarius is just the beginning. Capricorn's not finished, but we've already had the flavor of Aquarius, and we already know what the flavor of Aquarius is. So these moments, 
the rest of the year that Pluto goes back into Capricorn is important. If you have Capricorn planets, it's going to be important. Yes. Um, but you, we've already started to feel the energy and move in the direction of the Aquarius energy. So we're only tying up the loose ends and figuring out whatever that is, those loose ends are in the last six months of this year. So remember, it goes retrograde. We're still in Aquarius. Pluto is still in Aquarius. And in mid-June, we'll leave Aquarius to go back in Capricorn because our retrograde means re. We're going back. Okay, that's why I always say the re's when we have a retrograde. It's a revisit, review, revise, reconnect, all the re's. Now, this doesn't mean that Capricorn is going to bring back everything that we've just experienced the last 15 years. No, we've we've already moved forward. It's already like you've moved into your new house and you just need to go in and sweep up and vacuum the old one. Okay? You moved into your new apartment. You just need to go back and clean up the cabinets a little bit and make it nice before you say goodbye for good. Okay? And that's what we're doing with this Capricorn. There's going to be one more step into Capricorn in 2024, but we're not concerned with that just yet. We're still, let's not rush things. It's already the end of April. <laughs> so, and you know, the year is a third over. So <laughs> I can't believe it. Um, so absolutely, we're not looking at um, being sort of stuck in between Aquarius and Capricorn. We're, we've already made our progress. We already got a sense of the energy. We already know what we're doing. We're just going back to sweep up the old apartment, okay? And just clean up in the corners where we it might be dusty from where we had our furniture. Okay, so it's it's not anything to really be concerned. You you will sort out and it's gonna be different, you know? It is gonna be different. I think once Pluto goes retrograde in Aquarius this time, we're gonna get that flavor too. And what it feels like to be retrograde in Aquarius and review some of the things that we've been going through in the last month because it's actually one month today that Pluto has been in Aquarius. And it may be, you know, Aquarius has its own stories and its own light and dark and its own high energy vibration and lower energy vibration. But Capricorn, we seek to just clean up the rest of the story and just sort out the details, tie up the loose ends and Really, we're already in the Aquarius mode and our nervous system is already in Aquarius mode. I really felt that change, but I'm an Aquarius, back in March. And I have to say it was bumpy. It was bumpy. I was waking up. I was waking up too much. I was waking up uh, in like, I don't know, at four o'clock in the morning. The birds were singing, singing loudly. It was like, I can't, and I kept saying, I can't believe I keep waking up at the same time. And it was dark. And I knew what it was. I knew it was this transition. And we're all in transition. So again, please be kind to yourself during the transition. Please, if you feel flummoxed, take a step back and rest. Please feel the, you know, whatever it is you need. Go take a hot bath, go for a walk, go for a hike, go for a swim. Go do it. Go for a bike ride. Go do it. Whatever you need to pass through and finish these energies. I'm actually optimistic and I feel good about Pluto in Aquarius. So I have to say transitions are always a little uncomfortable, but we're, we're good. And we need to just be very aware of 
staying with this positive. If you feel positive and you feel optimistic, like this last month or so, and you feel a fresh new energy, stay with that. Even when Pluto goes back into Capricorn, go, yeah, but I've already put my, I already put my eggs in the Pluto and Aquarius basket. I've already moved into the Pluto and Aquarius house. I'm cleaning up the Pluto and Capricorn house and we're, we're done with that story. Okay. So that's, that's the attitude we need to have. And also when you are in some sort of kerfuffle, and I, I already, Friday, with Mercury retrograde, I tell you, I felt the Mercury retrograde more than I felt the eclipse. The eclipse was at the end of Aries. It's like, okay, we're closing Aries. Okay, thank you. And we move into Taurus. And I already felt the kerfuffle of Mercury retrograde on Friday. It was like, whoa, this is chaotic. And that's why I said on my, on my, on my Instagram, well, this is, we've got a flavor of chaos because there was some, you know, aspects to mercury around uranus and i felt that for sure and i felt that and then it's like leveled off a little bit but if you are feeling kerfuffles know it as energy okay don't take don't take things personally see them energetically if you can see something energetically rather than it being a personal situation, if you can rise up and look at it from the overview, then you will feel a better perspective. So gain perspective. That's another thing Mercury Retrograde asks us to do. Step back and gain perspective. And perspective really helps us in our nervous system and in our, our just in just being able to sleep better, okay? <laughs> So look at the perspective you have of, you know, where things are energetically, okay, and move into a better place energetically. And that's about it. Let's see, what else do we have? We have, right now, the moon is in Gemini. That's right, the goddesses are together. The moon and Venus are together in Gemini. Very nice. Maybe your brain is a little bit overthinking, but it will mellow out as we move into the moon in cancer tomorrow in the afternoon now the moon is void in the eastern time zone from 8 15 a.m to about 3 p.m to 58 p.m so just do your regular mundane tasks okay just do your tasks don't worry about getting all your tasks for the week done like in your to-do list um do them in, later in the afternoon when the moon is no longer in void and it has moved into the sign of cancer. Okay, it's one of its favorite signs. It likes being in cancer. And then the moon is void, not again, until we go to Wednesday the 26th when it's void in cancer. And that's at 7.41 p.m. Eastern time, but by then people are home having dinner and stuff. And it moves into Leo, 2.30 a.m. on Thursday Eastern time. And Leo is a fun place to have the moon. It's when we like to be social just in time for the weekend, Thursday and Friday. Um, it's good to be social Thursday and Friday. Saturday, the moon goes into Virgo at 2.59 p.m. Eastern time. It's about 3 p.m. And so it will be void from like 7 a.m. But that's Saturday. So it's when you're running your errands and things. You're not trying to, you know you know, take over the world or anything at that point. It's <laughs> Saturday the 29th. And then it's in Virgo the rest of the weekend. So this is a week where, you know, we start off with the, you know, tomorrow the moon in Cancer, and that's very lovely. And it's familial, call your family, 
make some good food at home, do something comforting for yourself when the moon is in Cancer, something fun for yourself when the moon is in Leo, and then maybe, you know, some cleaning when the moon is in Virgo next weekend. And that's about it. I thank you so much for listening, so much for all of your um, support and here and on Instagram where I am the Golden Astrologer. This is the Golden Astrologer Podcast. I'm here every Sunday and I wish you a beautiful week. If you need me, contact me. I am thegoldenastrologer.com. You can go to book online and book a session with me. You can email me and that would be info at thegoldenastrologer.com or deb at debmcbride.com and let me know if you'd like a session with me. Reiki is an amazing, amazing experience. It's powerful. It's intense. It's, it clears up the energy so beautifully. That's a great thing that I do. My fifth dimension Lemurian Reiki astrology sessions are always welcome. And there is, of course, my new mentoring packages. And if you're interested in that, contact me. I did write about it on my Astrologer's Thought blog. So go to my website and go to Astrologer's Thoughts. And you can hear about that from me also. If you have questions about it, certainly contact me. Mentoring packages start at three months. Um, and that would be divine to have you along um, to expand your energetic capacity with my expansion mentoring. So I would love that and love that experience with you. Thank you so much for listening. Gratitude to everyone. Have a beautiful week. No eclipses till the 5th. Enjoy the week.